Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about Paul, an unlikely servant of God. You know, Paul had a life that was really a terrible life. He was a Pharisee. He was part of the the Jewish leadership during Jesus' time, and he hated Christians. He was a giant sinner in the eyes of the Lord. He was persecuting the church, and his conversion is a very unbelievable story to Christianity because not only did he get converted from killing Christians and and imprisoning Christians and persecuting Christians, but his whole life is turned around into this joyous life Even though he gets persecuted for being a Christian, he has joy in in all the things that come with being a Christian. And he loves the Lord so much, he gives his whole life and writes so much of the New Testament is written by Paul. But I want to ask you a couple questions today. Are your eyes opened to who Jesus Christ is? Do you have a personal relationship with Christ? Can you see that he is the one true living God? Can you see all of his wonderful works in your life? Are you thankful for those works? Do you want to serve Jesus every day? We can all be used for God's purpose. And I really mean that. God can use anyone. And, you know, in this story, he uses the most unlikely character in the Bible because this guy hated Christians and he was persecuting him. But through Christ, he changes. He has a complete change. You see, when you get touched by the Lord, when you ask Christ to be your Savior, the Bible says you become a new creature. And that's exactly what happens, a transformation, a revolution in your heart and your mind. And and many things happen. You get more love. You get more joy. You get more peace. You get more hope. You have faith in tomorrow. You have not faith in man, not faith in the government, not faith in money, not faith in health, not faith in academics, not faith in those things. Those may be great, and those may be blessings unto you, and and we're thankful for those kinds of blessings. Have a degree, have a nice home, have blessings of success. We're all about that. But the main thing is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because that's the true abundant life you can have. Paul was an unlikely servant of God. Let's read in Acts chapter 9, and this is about Paul. It says, Meanwhile, and his name before he became Paul was Saul before Christ got a hold of him, but meanwhile Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and had asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way. The way was another word of Christianity at that, in those days. Whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on the journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, 
but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind, and he did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Terrace named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports on this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on the name of the Lord. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell off Saul's eyes. He could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. And many people were saved through Paul's, who was Saul, and then he was named Paul, through Paul's ministry. God took a very unlikely person, a person who was against Christians, a person who was against the Lord Jesus Christ, and didn't believe in him. And when he came to him, and he knocked him down in the desert and blinded him and said, You are my chosen instrument. And he preached immediately after his eyes were touched by Ananias the disciple, just like Jesus had told Ananias. And I love Ananias for doing what God had asked him to do, even though Ananias knew that this man had been killing Christians and putting them in jail and had the authority of the chief priest to crucify people that Ananias had the faith in God and believed God and laid his hands and the Holy Spirit filled Paul as he accepted Christ and changed his life. His life was renewed and he became a new creature in Christ and totally believed in the Lord Jesus Christ like I and you do if you're a Christian. And some of the things I want to tell you today, what a great story this is and exciting. Number one, God chooses the unlikely person. You may think, well, I don't have any talent. I don't know why God would want me. That's exactly the person God wants. The person that humbles themselves and doesn't believe that they're all that and doesn't believe that they have everything they need to accomplish something. God takes the weak person, the person that humbles, the contrite heart, the one that's humble before God. He takes that person to confound the wise. He takes that person. So no matter where you're at, if you're available if you say to God, Lord, just take me and use me. Use me for your kingdom. Use me for your ministry. 
no matter what vocation, even if you're not in ministry, whatever you do for your vocation, for your career, God will use you right where you are. And believe me, you are important to God. Number two, for all people have sinned. Some people come to me and say, well, I don't, I don't feel worthy. Well, neither did I when I was young. And until I understood Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then I realized that Jesus died on the cross to forgive me of my sins, and it's his righteousness, not mine. And that's why I can stand before people and talk and speak to them now in millions of homes because the Lord Jesus Christ raised me up, an unlikely servant, to give his word out, and he can do the same for you. And no matter what case and whatever he wants you to do, just say yes. Number three, judge not. I really believe as a Christian, you have to be very careful. Listen to what these words say. It says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye judge, you shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in your own eye? You've got to be really careful not to judge people. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what family kind of situation they've had. Listen to this. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. His forgiveness on the cross, the shedding of Jesus' blood, covers anyone's sin in this life. If they accept him as Lord and Savior, they then have a coat of righteousness that has been bought and paid for them on Calvary. So it's a true statement that you really shouldn't be judging other people. Just worry about yourself as far as any kind of judgment that you want to put on someone. Don't, don't judge your neighbor or anything. Love them and introduce them to the wonderful Jesus Christ and allow Jesus to be the judge of their life. Number four, God proves to Paul he is the one and true God. He knocked him down in the desert. Paul heard his voice. Paul was blinded by the Lord. And the only way Paul got out of that situation, which is just so wonderful, was the Lord had to send Ananias and the power of the Holy Spirit laying hands on him and he could see again, proving to Paul that Jesus is the one true God, living God. Amen. And then number five, disciple named Ananias. He was a true man of God. I just love him because of his attitude. He did bring up to God that this man was killing Christians, but he trusted God's word over man. And that's what I love about this story about Ananias. He loved God so much he wanted to please God, and God rewarded him for this. And uh, number six, God opens Paul's eyes to the truth of the gospel. Not only did he open his eyes, but he opened his eyes to the truth of who the Messiah truly was. And then after that truth hit him and the truth set him free, he was preaching in the synagogues to the Jews, the people that had sent him out to kill Christians. He was preaching to the leadership that he had just stepped down from for Jesus Christ the Messiah. What a powerful story this is. Paul accepts Christ, experiences the power of God, and the call on his life. The Bible in Acts 9 says he immediately, right after getting food and getting his eyes uh, back where he could see, he immediately went out and preached in the synagogue. That took so much power in the Lord to do that. And what a great testimony this is, a conversion. Number eight, Paul becomes a living servant and an astonishing voice 
for Christ in Acts 9, 20, and 21. Anybody that heard Paul was astonished with this man. They couldn't believe what they were hearing, the authority of his voice, the authority of his word, understanding the things of God, because God had come to him and filled him with the Holy Spirit and taught him what he needed to say himself. You know, Paul didn't go to seminary. I love education, but Paul was so touched by God <laughs> that he knew what God wanted him to say because God gave him the words to say amen. And said, so number nine, the power in Paul proved to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. The converts, the people that were being converted from Judaism to Christianity from Paul was the power of the Messiah that was the power of Jesus Christ, and the leadership could see the power in Paul. And then number 10, we are all empowered to do God's work. Keep the faith. Have the victory. Know that you're important to God. You may be thinking about teaching a Sunday school. You may be thinking about giving Bibles out. You may be thinking about helping someone in need who's financially struggling. You may be thinking about baking someone something and just taking over the house and tell them how much you care about their family. You may be praying for someone. You know, one of the greatest things you can do for people is to pray. When they say to you, would you pray for me? Uh, I just don't look at them and say, yes, I'll pray for you. I'll say, right away, I'll look at them and I say, could I pray for you right now? And I'll lay hands on them. 99% of the time, they'll say, yes, please pray for me. And they're encouraged because of the power of the Holy Spirit that runs through us as Christians. It's not us, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit as you go ahead and humble yourself and be obedient to God and pray for them. They are encouraged, and more than that, God himself is on the job. When two or more are gathered in my name, there is the presence of God in Matthew 18, 19, 20, and 21, and God's presence is there, and he hears your prayer. So pray for people. And it might be other things. You might be thinking about maybe helping with the nursery, helping with the bulletin, helping with the plate at church. You may be thinking about helping with the media group there at church or the music or joining the choir. Nothing is too big or too small for whatever God's calling for you. You have a calling on your life. I'm telling you today, someone out there needs to hear my words today. You have a calling on your life, and God is calling you to do something for him, and all he's asking for is your obedience. He may be calling you to give some money to your church, your local church, or to a local charity. You just need to listen to God and do what he says. Be like Ananias. Do what God says, and you will be so rewarded. I love you in the Lord today so much. I hope you enjoyed this lesson. Paul, the unlikely servant of God. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.